0: Welcome back. A couple of lovely texts in. Hi Brendan, that Christmas song by The Darkness is so great, isn't it? It reminds me a little, in a really good way, of Freddie Mercury's voice and the sound of Queen. Thanks, Jan, it does. And I can just confirm, we just got a photograph in of Freddie Mercury, the dog. (laughs) And he's a gorgeous collie and I can confirm he has no moustache. Thanks for sending that in. Um, also, somebody else just text. we have a lurcher called Des or Desmond if he's in trouble. <laughs> thanks very much, Kyla. Uh, now, Mark O'Donoghue is joining me on the line from our Cork studio. Mark, how are you? Hello, Brendan. Good morning. Good morning. You have a dog, do you? What's your dog's name? I have a name?
1: dog. We have a dog called Buddy. He's ah, ah, lovely. Twelve-year-old Border Collie.
0: Ah, lovely. So, uh, thanks for joining us, Mark. And you're joining us because you're the uh, founder of Cork Cycle for All, a cycle group open to people of all abilities and disabilities.
1: Correct. That's correct. Anybody who, for whatever reason, cannot cycle a bicycle on their own are welcome to join us at um, the Cycle for All. And we do that. We have tandem bicycles. We have tricycle tandems. We have trikes, recumbent trikes, um, hand cycles, running bikes. I read your mission
0: and I love it. It really is. It's a a macro view to stamp out
1: isolation in communities. That's beautiful. Yeah, because... People who have disabilities, um, a lot will feel very isolated because you're only as disabled as your environment and what's the community around you. So if you can get people involved in communities, get them out into the community, a lot of this isolation will disappear. Part of a group, social interaction is very, very important. It's as important as the physical interaction that we do with the cycling. So
0: take me back to your childhood and where did your love of bikes come from?
1: Well, I've always loved cycling. Like, I can remember going way back, um, cycling my father's bicycle and putting my leg under the crossbar <laughs> and cycling it because the bike was way too big for me. Um, going out beyond the range that I was supposed to go and not telling my parents <laughs> that I was heading out towards Bandon or down in the direction of Yall. So, I, I had a car when I was 17. But still, the bicycle was my main mode of transport and it still is my number one mode of transport.
0: I love the the mental image of you describing that. Uh, no brakes on those bikes back then and freewheeling down.
1: <laughs> well, thats we used to get bicycles out of the dump. The Cork City dump at that stage was on the Carragorn Straight Road. And we used to get bicycles from there and bring them up to the field where the Cork University Hospital <laughs> is now based. At that stage, it was all mounds. People used to actually use it for motorcycle trials. And we used to bring the bicycle up to the top of the highest hill we could find and just go down. Yeah. You didn't. Why do you want to stop? Why do you want brakes? You just keep going. Yeah. Now, sometimes we stopped and we hit the ground all right. But... I bet. I bet. Um, and when you
0: became a dad, you... I've never seen a three-seater tandem. You bought a three-seater tandem for your family.
1: Well, my father got it for us for Christmas. Oh, go away. It's called Me and You Two, and it's made by a company in England called Thorn Cycles, and they're in Somerset. And this one that we have, is for an adult and two children. So when our own children were young, we used to go out on this three-seater bike. In fact, Roisin was at the back of it. Um, she used to fall asleep sometimes because we'd have a bag behind her on the carrier, and she'd lean back and she'd actually go to sleep on the bicycle. God. And it's amazing the distance you could cover. But we also bring them to school on it. It's going holidays. We had a camper van and I made a rack for the back of the camper van to hold this very, very long articulated bike upright. Wow.
0: Wow. So it's in your blood. <laughs> You've been cycling forever. So then why did, what inspired you to set up Cork Cycle for All?
1: Well, I read an article on a cycling magazine um, by an English cyclist and author called Dominic Gill. And Dominic cycled across America. First of all, he cycled the length of America from Alaska down to Chile on a regular tandem. And while he was doing that, he met a man in California who had a disability. And this man said that he had lived in America all his life, but he had never gone across his own country and he would love to cycle across it. So when Dominic came back to England, he researched what type of bike would be suitable, and he came up with a bike called a Haze Pino. And he got one of these, and he got back to America. But unfortunately, when he got back to California, the gentleman who was supposed to go with him wasn't capable of doing it. But Dominic decided he was still going to do the journey, and he went across America from west to east, picking up people with disabilities as he went. And I thought, this is an absolutely fantastic idea. And like I've had a few injuries myself. And so I started um, researching it. We bought a tandem, a regular tandem, that Claire, my wife and myself, used to use. So I started taking people out on that. And it just went from there.
0: So you, you, as you mentioned there, you've had a few of your own injuries. You've had accidents. So you've had a brush with what it could feel like to, to have a disability, haven't you?
1: I've come pretty close on a few occasions, but thankfully I'm still walking around and everything. Um, but I have a, an appreciation of what it's like for somebody with a disability and how important it is that somebody with a disability is integrated into society. Because what you must remember is that you're only as disabled as the environment in which you're in. Yeah. By that I mean, for instance, if you're a wheelchair user and you want to go somewhere but there's steps You can't go there, but if a ramp is put in or a lift is provided, now you can get in there. So it's the same with cycling. You're limited by the style and the type of bikes that are out there. And bicycles can be adapted. There's tricycles if you have balance issues. There's tandems out there if you can't cycle on your own that you can go in the back. There's hand cycles there if you have a spinal cord injury or... If you maybe have an amputation or your legs just aren't strong enough, you have a hand cycle. There's also a running bike then that somebody maybe with a hip injury or knee injuries, it's like an elliptical trainer yeah. but it's attached to wheels.
0: I, uh, you've, As you said, you mentioned there, you've had your fair share of brushes and, and scrapes. But uh, I really like how you met your
1: wife actually it was one of your scrapes, wasn't it? That was a funny story. I got my kneecap removed in 1984 Uh, I had a crash on a motorbike, I was a pillion passenger in 1969 Mm -hmm. and I damaged my knee and I had a bent knee from 1969 up to 1984 and um, I got my kneecap removed in 1984 and I was in having physio and I was in, my own physiotherapist was a girl called Ludmilla and I said to Ludmilla that I will cycle a bike for Christmas because they told me I may not bend my knee again. And when I said I'd cycle a bike for Christmas, the physiotherapist in the room next door who was treating a patient, Claire, she said, if you do, I'll buy a bottle of champagne. I said, go away and get it. Now, I never got the champagne, mind you, (laughs) but I got something a hell of a lot better. I got a wife.
0: Ah. (laughs) Uh, Yes, life is funny, isn't it?
1: (laughs) It is funny, but it's great. Like Out of adversity comes good. Yes, of
0: course. Yeah, I mean, that's the story of your life. Um, you were describing some of the bikes. Um, you started repairing hand cycles for the Rebel Wheelers. Tell people what the, who the Rebel Wheelers are, will you?
1: Rebel Wheelers are an amazing group in Cork. It was set up by parents of children with disabilities. So that there's a sports club for children with disabilities. And they have their own hand cycles and wheelchairs and all that. And I was at a basketball event up in Neptune Stadium to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the stadium. And there was a wheelchair um, basketball exhibition game on. And I spoke to Paul Ryan after it. Paul is the Sports Development Officer with the Irish Wheelchair Association. Mm-hmm. And I got involved with um, wheelchair basketball and wheelchair sport. And I'm a plumber by trade. So I have a mechanical background and I started helping them out and repairing the hand cycles and the wheelchairs and that type of thing.
0: Brilliant. And, and so that's where it kind of your ability to sort of get, actually fix these machines to suit people. Is that fair enough to say? So well, it's
1: more than fixing them. It's adapting, adapting them, them yeah. to, to suit people. Because everybody has different issues that will stop them from cycling a bike.
0: So who are your members in Cork Cycle for All then?
1: Cork cycle for all, The predominantly at the moment, it's blind, visually impaired people. So they will go out on a tandem. They'll go on the back of a tandem. We've got people who have Parkinson's, MS, stroke survivors, cardiac issues, where maybe you can't walk or exercise for long without getting caught for breath. So you're up on the back of a, a tandem, up on a bicycle, you can pedal away, you. even though you're pedaling at the same rate, speed as the pilot, who's the person in front, you're not necessarily putting in the same effort. So you can pedal at your, put whatever effort in that you're capable of doing. Um, we also have people who are using hand cycles. So this is somebody who's had a spinal cord injury, for instance. And mm-hmm. um, they could be a quadriplegic or a paraplegic and they can no longer have the use of their legs but they can use their hands and they can propel a bicycle using their hands. So they're special bikes for hand cycles. And uh, we also have a very interesting bicycle that somebody donated to us recently. It's a trike, but it's a tandem trike. And the pilot goes on the back and the person with the disability goes on front. So this is also giving stability, a lot more stability to the person in front. And they also have the option of not peddling if they don't want to, because there's a free wheel in the front um, part of the bike, so it's just opened it up to so many other people.
0: And so, do the pilots need to be trained <coughs> to leading a tandem? I've seen tandems going through the park a couple of times. I often wonder, uh, you, like if you're if you're cycling with somebody who has uh, is visually impaired, you, you probably need to be trained. Don't you?
1: Yes, well, Vision Sport Ireland run training courses, run very very good training courses for tandem uh, pilots mm. but we also then will if we get two new pilots in who have done the training course they will go out by themselves they'll go out with each other taking turns of going on the front and the back for a number of weeks before they will take a blind or vision impaired person or somebody with Parkinson's or whatever out on the bike so they will um, get comfortable on the bike they will know in um, how the bike works it's different to a solo bike. it's longer, it's heavier, the turning circle is wider, so it take it's also the stopping is a little bit takes a little bit longer than it would on a regular bike
0: so yeah, so you need you need the training of course um and you're constantly growing are you
1: well I've been doing it myself for about ten years, and last year, one of the girls who comes out cycling with me, a girl who's visually impaired. She said it to another person that she was going out tandem cycling to Tom English. And Tom said that he would love to get involved. So I had actually known Tom before before this. And he came on board and brought a number of other people on. And it just has grown and grown since then. We now have over 30 um, people who come out cycling with us. And we have about 15 pilots.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And. Um, uh, so, it's expanding all the time and pla- pla- you'd love to grow it across
1: the country and into other countries, would you? Well, we won't say other countries. We <laughs> might try counties. <laughs> <Start> <laughs> we'll, there. we'll stick with them um, <laughs> okay. on the island. I've been to Tralee a number of weeks ago. Tralee, there's people come up to us from Kerry. There's um, people from Yall, from North Cork, from Fermoy, And they travel down into Cork City to come cycling because it means so much to them to have the physical activity as well as the social interaction with, with other people. So one of the women who's cycling with me and has been cycling with me for over seven years is Anne Kelleher. And Anne is originally from Tralee. So she wants to set up a group in, in Tralee. So I was down there, I suppose, it four or five weeks ago, and we had a trial day. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely fantastic. We had eight people who came down who were willing to be pilots, and I think we had eight or nine um, stokers come down. And we had an absolutely great day on the Greenway in Kerry, in Tralee.
0: So a stoker is obviously the, the person who's pedalling but not
1: piloting, right? That's correct. The stoker is the person on the back of the tandem. Okay. Now, at the moment, we're just referring to tandems. We're not talking about hand cycles or anything else. Okay. So they're the person on the back. Um, most people would think that it's somebody who had a visual impairment. But as I said, not necessarily. Even somebody with a balance issue, a tandem is a great um, bicycle for that.
0: Now, I, I, are we in Ireland? I mean, cycling has really grown, hasn't it, in popularity as a, as a pastime. I mean, I cycle myself now. Um, in Norway, the government will uh, pay for bikes for people with disabilities. You can go to your doctor and they'll prescribe as part of your treatment cycling. Are we starting to import, uh, recognise the importance of cycling for everyone
1: well, I think now that doctors are beginning to prescribe exercise as a treatment, as distinct from giving drugs all the time. And as you say, in Norway, for the last 20 years, they've been prescribing bicycles and tricycles. Now, when I say a tricycle, I don't mean your sit up and beg, shopping basket tricycle. They are actually quite difficult to cycle. Yeah, there's lower tricycles, recumbent trikes. There's two different types. There's a del- what's called a Delta trike, which has two wheels at the back and one at the front. And the one at the front is further out from you. It's very stable. You can have under-seat steering or above-seat steering. These are very, very stable, very quick, very comfortable bikes, and they look cool. The yeah. second one is a one called a Tadpole, Oh, yeah. Now, it resembles a tadpole in that there's two wheels in the front. I know them, yeah. And one at the back. Yeah. And again, the steering is done underneath. It's done by the side. So, for instance, if somebody has difficulty getting on and off a bike, they can walk backwards and just sit down on the seat because the seat has a backrest as well on it. It's a recumbent seat. It's a comfortable seat. Yeah. You're sitting down. Your feet are strapped in. Your steering is done down at your hip level. Yeah. So it's very, very comfortable.
0: Mark, I'm having loads of responsive texts to you. People saying what a positive man you are. Uh, We could talk to you all morning, but unfortunately we've run out of time now. So, Mark O'Donoghue from Cork Cycle for All, thank you so much, and best of luck. And thanks for taking our call this morning. Uh, We're going to take a break.